0: Bibles, turn with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 28, Matthew 28. After all he done, that's all y'all got? All right, that was decent. Amen. First time guests, we love you. Let them know it. Let them know it. Amen. And all you those who have been with us for a while, who have not yet connected, maybe through membership Uh, Real quick, if you're interested, we're having a a luncheon for those interested for membership on April 17th. There's a sign-up sheet in the hospitality room. Make sure you do this as soon as the service is over with. I want you to beeline straight back there and sign up if you're interested and you're going to be a part of that. Put down how many is going to be with you and um, all that kind of cool stuff. So uh, it's church diversity. Is that... You got that one pulled, Tim? You ain't got that... We ain't got nothing pulled, man. After all this chaos that went wrong, man. You got... Word is all we need. We'll take word today, man. Well, I just I want to say this. I'm going to have the video lead in for it, but that's all right. Next week's going to be on... In this place, I'm telling you, it's just gonna be—it's gonna be tied up in here. So, uh, bring someone with you as we kick off next month. Um, uh, Church diversity month here at Faith Renewed, and we make an effort to reach across all barriers—all barriers and uh, the, the racial barriers, social barriers, all these things, man—and and we show this love that we've experienced to the world in needs it. Amen. So, I want you to do everything you can do to get here. We're gonna have a special guest with us, Um, David James and Flashpoint of Ministry Travels, there's going to be like 15 of these guys coming in, and uh, it's just going to be fun, so uh, I'd be here, I'd be here early if if I was you and uh, do whatever you got to do to get somebody here with you, and uh, we'll just celebrate Jesus, amen, amen, Amen. Matthew 28, Matthew 28, when you got to say amen, Amen. will y'all beat me to it? I'm up here talking, and it didn't do it. So uh, here we go. Let's do this. Um, Matthew 8, uh, 28, 19 and 20. 19 and 20, two verses. We'll jump into this thing today. And, uh, man, a lot of word today as always, so uh, take notes quick and uh, hang in there. Verse 19, go. That's it. <coughs> Amen. Amen. Man, I, I tell you, go. I just, Sometimes I think we just need to just stand on that, hear that. When you when you leave here Don't just think about rinds or the buffet or whatever it is you've got on your mind. You need to be going and doing something, and that's what Jesus is saying here to his disciples that he spent all this time with getting ready to leave earth and go to heaven, and he tells these guys, go, go. So go, man, go and do this thing. He says, therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, And of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Ain't it cool that he told you to go, but you ain't going by yourself? He's going to be with you. Man, that's a cool promise. Let's pray. God, thank you for this promise. And thank you for this challenge. God, I believe they go hand in hand. You've commissioned us. You've called us. I believe you've commanded us, God, to walk in obedience to your word. And, God, you would be with us to help us do this. And, God, I just thank you today, God, for each person that's in this room. We celebrate and thank you for what you've done already in this place, God. I believe there's some people in here that are running with an endurance now. God, I believe there are some people in this room today running with their eyes, looking unto you, and not at the situation, God. And as a result, they're going to finish strong. And God, I just declare that today over them. And God, today as we talk about your word today, God, let us truly get a grasp of the importance today of the subject we're discussing, God. And let us get it in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Say it with me, church. Amen. Amen. That was pretty good. Pretty good. If this is your first time, if you haven't been here in a couple weeks, we have been in a series called DNA. As we've been talking about the core values and the beliefs of this church and what we stand for, again, I said this earlier, what you believe determines what you receive. So we've got to come to a place of belief in everything that he says in this about us, for us, to us, and, and I, I believe it, so as a result, this is what I think I'm going to do, I'm going to receive it. That's just me. Maybe, maybe it's just me, but I'm going to receive some things that God has. So as we talk about this today, we're going to take the next step in this series, and, and we've already looked at the importance of the word, and we've looked at the trinity of, of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and the very reason that he came, and it was to bring salvation to us, amen, God who is with us, bringing salvation to us, and then we come to the place that we receive this, and I believe today this message is for us, I believe the next step in this, and I believe this is going to be a huge message for this church. I believe this is this message today is even going to shape our church in some areas and and do some things that that God has called us to do that we haven't really focused on and talked too much about. So today, the next step in this series, next step in our core values, I believe as a church, it's on the website. It's in our statement of faith, and it's water baptism. Amen. Amen. That's pretty cool. Uh, water baptism. So we want to talk about this today. So first of all, I want to do this to you as your pastor. I want to apologize to you. And so I want to say to you that I'm sorry for not, as your pastor, speaking more about this subject as a church and as a leadership of this church, not doing things to make this available to you. So I, I appreciate your forgiveness. Thank you for loving me. You got to forgive me and got to love me. He says seventy times seven. I don't think I've been that number yet, probably very close uh, a couple of times, but uh, not that far, but I ask you to forgive me. and even the word of God says this in Proverbs 3, it says that the Lord chastens those or corrects those that He loves. So for me, I think I have to be His favorite. He, just had, he loved me so much, I'm telling you. And so he just nothing but love. And I just feel that sometimes. And it's because he corrects me. And, and this is one of the areas for me and for as a church that the Lord's been correcting me on. And so I'm okay with that. I, I think if you're going to grow, you've got to make yourself available for correction. Some folks are in the same place that they've always been because they haven't submitted to an authority. This ain't in my notes, but it's good preaching. Uh, it, it's just you don't submit and come up underneath that, that God's put in your life the leadership and the authority that's there, and as a result, you never move forward. So I'm always trying to submit to what he's put before me and, and do what he says. This is one of those areas, and it's in the importance of water baptism. Again, this is today, I want to teach you today and speak straight from Our statement of faith of what we believe, and this is what we believe in the importance of water baptism. Now listen, I want to read this, and then we'll talk about this, but listen to this today. It says that we believe that water baptism is by full immersion and is a direct commandment from our Lord and is for believers only. Baptism in water is an outward sign of an inward faith. It is a statement to the world that a believer has died or put away the old ways of life, and has been raised to a new way of life in Christ. Is that not cool? I mean, that is awesome. I mean, I love that. That's just straight from our statement of faith. It's what we believe, and what's sad is we've had about two baptism services since we've been here. So, God, forgive me. I, I, I tell you, he's been, he's been getting me to a place and showing me so much that we should have just blew up a, bull, a, a little you know, pool, whatever it is we had to do to get people away. Well. I'm serious. I just, were, he just We should have already done this. But either way, it's done. It's history. It's past. But we're moving forward in this area. So today, as we talk about this today, I want you, first of all, to just clear your mind in the thoughts that this today, what I'm speaking of is just some type of just ritual. I want you even just to set aside that it's, a, it's just some type of tradition, and, and it's just something that you kind of do, and, and it's just something we kind of go through and begin what we re- believe determines what we receive. So I believe today we're going to receive some new revelation on this subject, and I want you to set aside that this is not just something natural. I believe this, according to God's Word, because I've been praying and seeking God, studying this subject so much, I believe there are some supernatural things that happen in water baptism. I really do. And so I, I may today challenge some of your tradition or I may challenge some of your doctrinity. That's okay. I'm, I mean, you still got to, again, you got to love me, and forgive me, and we move forward. But I believe there's some things that happen in this when these, these things go on. And so, Pastor, why would you say that? I believe there are a lot of areas in the Word of God where we do natural things that get supernatural results. Matter of fact, it's always His super. Connecting to our natural, there's just nothing that natural about him. Everything about him is super. And everything about him is great. He is this great God. And when he connects to our natural, supernatural things happen. There's nothing that I, there's, seriously, there's nothing in the natural powerful about this, even this, uh, not my chapstick. But, but this oil that I carry around in my pocket and as we pray for people and, and lay hands upon people and according to God's word, he said to do that, there's nothing supernatural in this. But I believe this, I believe there is something supernatural in obedience Amen. to God's word and walking in the commandments that God has commanded us to do. There is nothing supernatural about a bag called an offering plate or offering bag that gets passed across you on Sunday morning, Wednesday night, whenever it may be, or you go online and give. There's nothing just supernatural about the act of you giving. But what happens is when you operate in the obedience to God's word in that area, supernatural things happen as you walk in the obedience to God's word in that area. That's just, that's just true. I've seen that over and over and over. And, I, and, and, and there is just and it is an amazing thing when you just walk in obedience to God's word and you just do what he says to do. And then all of a sudden, because you were obedient to what he says, supernatural things happen. Because this is what happens for you. Some of you don't believe in the supernatural of God, so as a result, you don't come down for prayer. You don't receive and you don't say, well, nobody really needs to lay hands on me. I don't need to pray. I don't need to do that. Because, well, what's going to happen? It's going to be a lot happening because this said so. Some of you do this. When the bag comes by, you don't have enough faith in the supernatural of God and believe his word enough. So what you do is you kind of just pass it on by, hope nobody saw you, and you can just go right on through your day. But something supernatural happens when we walk in obedience to his word. And I believe this in this area. I think God has shown me some faith in this book. As we walk in obedience to his word, that some things happen in, in our life. When we obey God's ordinance and the commandment to us, when we operate in the natural, he puts his super on and man stuff begins to take place. It's just what happens. So today, as we speak straight from our, our statement of faith, I got to put word with what we believe to back it up. So that's what we're going to try to do for a few minutes. Is that all right. So think big thoughts when we think about baptism, small thoughts aside. So first of all, we believe this, and I just want to show it to you and make sure everything's clear why we do what we do. We first of all believe that baptism is by full immersion. And So why, why are you talking about that? Well, because I believe the Bible's clear on that. First of all, just the word baptizo, that the word baptism is in the Greek, it means full immersion. It means to submerge. So, uh, it's, it's what we do. We, as a church, we, 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 don't, we don't just sprinkle. We don't, you know, pour whatever whatever. You know, some of you may have had that done to you as a kid or whatever. I'm not saying you're bad because of that. But we believe that according to God's Word, He shows us that. First of all, just the Word speaks for itself. In the Word itself that we submerge and immerse, we do that. And even as you look at, for instances, in the Bible, you'll see this take place. In John 3, 23... We see that the scripture says that now John was also baptizing in Anon and Salim because there was much water there. I mean, just just within itself, because there was a lot of water in that place, it says that they came and they were baptized. And so I, I, I don't think you need a lot of water if you're not getting on in there and getting it done. So uh, so we just believe in, in, in full immersion. So when we have our next baptism service, it's, it's why you will see us do that because we feel like God's Word says that. Another instance in the Bible, and I want you to go with me to this one. It's in Acts 8. Go with me to Acts 8 real quick. And I, I just wanted to do this. I wanted to pull just the, the, the verse out and just kind of hit it and go on and to back up the reason we believe in baptism and by full immersion. But... The, <laughs> As I read this story, I, I just meant it was so much in it, I had to take a few minutes to talk about it and just read this thing, because there's just a whole lot there that, that God was showing me in this in this portion of Scripture. And It's in verse 26, uh, we're going to go through 39, and um, I, I'll try to go quick, but just hang in there today if you would, and, and and just go with me as we study this thing, but it says this, this is a story about Philip, and this is a story about an Ethiopian uh, unit that he runs into, and, and as a result... We'll hear what happens. But first of all, it said in verse 26, An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. And I love 27. It says that so he arose and went. Amen. Well, what would happen if we just listened to what the Lord said and just started doing it? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Man, that's so easy to do that's just so simple to do we don't have to go to Bible school we don't have to come down and seek God's face and and find out if we need to do something just when he says something to do just do it and so this is what Philip did he arose and went Should I really go? Or should I just pray that I should go and ask the Lord to open up a door for me that I should go? Now, he got up and he went. That's that's cool. And so, behold, a man of uh, Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship. It's cool. He was returning, and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. So... Get a picture of this. This is, this is interesting. Um, it went During their time, during this time there is, when they would read the scriptures, they would read the scriptures out loud. So this guy is cruising down the road in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. Speaking, of, and he's declaring this word, and he's speaking forth this. And then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake his chariot. That's pretty interesting. First of all, you know, that this juggler is cruising in his chariot, uh, Philip just shows up. He says, go near to overtake his chariot. Okay, Lord. Verse 30, so Philip ran to him. Right. Again, just obedience, just doing what he said to do. And can you see this? I mean, this, this, this chariot is cruising down the road. This guy is speaking the prophet Isaiah's words. And as he's doing that, here comes Philip. You know, I mean, he... It said this in here. So, again, there's got to be some supernatural stuff going on. So he's cruising, and he's running down beside him. And as he's running down beside him, he ran to him, and he heard him reading the prophet. I like that. He heard what was on his mind. He heard the prophet Isaiah, and he said, Do you understand what you're reading? Philip must have been cut up and in shape. So he's running through there. You understand what you're reading. And he said, how can I do this unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. Amen. So that shows it wasn't just he wasn't already in there. He was cruising along beside him. Have you learned? You know what? You're, I need somebody to show me. Come on up in here. And he brings him up in here. This is, again, this a neat story. And so uh, it says that, uh, how can I do this unless someone guides me? He brings him up. Verse 32, he says, the place in the scripture which he read was this. This is crucial. He said that he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before his shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And, and who will declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth? Now, I think sometimes that's like us or, you know, maybe like, maybe it's like me or whatever. And I read something sometime in I'm wondering, like, what? What he saying here? And so for this guy here, he's in that place. He's riding down the road in his chair, reading out loud about some sheep. Amen. Okay. Going to some slur. Sometimes I'm, I hope, I've always tried to ask the Lord to break down everything and help me present the word so that you get it. And I, I think that's kind of what's going on here is because we have to get it. Remember, we have to believe this to receive this. And so he, he, he did this. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Is it of himself or of some other man? So the door opens up. All right? So he said, who is this sheep? Is this Isaiah himself? Is this somebody else? And Philip did this, and we need to do it more often for the right reason and let the right thing come out. And if the right thing's in us, the right thing will come out. Philip, i was just a sidebar, Philip opened his mouth. And beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Man. So can you see this? He's reading about this sheep. And then he says, no, this is not just some sheep. No, this is a man who left heaven. And, I, and again, I love that. He come down to this earth. And as a sheep... He laid down his life. He was slaughtered. He was slain. He came down and he died. Jesus did this for you, Ethiopian. Dude, are you serious? So now as they went down the road, they came to some water. I don't know how long that ride was. It had to be a pretty long ride. He's talking about all the things, even from the prophet Isaiah, up into what he had experienced with this man. And he's talking about Jesus talking about what can happen when you receive this Jesus into your life. So if you're here today and you don't have this Jesus in your life, you've never experienced this, you've got to come in to this place because it's so incredible. What happens? He says, so as he hears this, he hears Jesus preach. They went down the road, and and he, and he says this. and This is cool. This is simple faith. Now, as they went down the road, verse 36, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, see, here's water. I believe he was probably telling him about that story in the Bible where Jesus was baptized. And and he's telling him the things that are happening. He hears the stuff and he's following the command. He says, Well, I want to know more about this. And so, well, here's some water. What hinders me from being baptized? Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered all and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and and the eunuch went down into the water. So again, it's how we get full immersion. We believe they go into it. And he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. Amen. Come on, somebody. So you got this dude cruising up beside you while you're riding down the road, reading a story that you don't understand. This guy gets up in the chariot with you, starts talking about Jesus. He receives Jesus. They go down in the water. Something happens. He comes back up and poof. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now listen to me. We're going to have baptism here in 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 a short while after our, not today, but... I want you to, first of all, don't get worried about that. <laughs> I don't believe that, that, unless there's a reason for it, I don't think that's going to happen in this church in that way, but whatever. I, but I believe some stuff happens. I believe some stuff starts going on in the spirit when this happens. And so he, this dude was left with a choice. And this is what we have to do. We leave, we're left with a choice when we're faced with the supernatural. He does this. Verse 39 says, so he went on his way rejoicing. He went on his way rejoicing. I don't care where he went. I know what happened to me. I just received this Jesus. I just heard about this story, and now I've done received this. I've done walked into the water. I didn't come out a new man. It don't matter where he went. I'm just going to rejoice. So I think some things happened in this. And So so as a, as a church, we're going to rejoice over every baptism that happens in this church. I'm telling you, I don't know if you've ever been to some of those where it was like you was at a funeral instead of a celebration, and, and somebody comes down and come up and, You know, whatever. No, it ain't going to be an awkward thing, man. We're going to be some celebrating up in this house. There's going to be some rejoicing going on when we have people baptized. So it's just going to be fun. That was number one, full immersion. Number two, direct commandment. We we feel this as a church. After me reading this book, we feel like that this is a commandment of God. Uh, Just first of all, in the opening text that we studied again and read together is that First of all, that we believe that he said to do this in the Great Commission. The Great Commission is not the great suggestion. It's not something that you should think about if it lines up with your theology. No, this is the Word of God, and he said to do this. He said to go forth, baptize them, make disciples. I believe that directly linked and connected to making disciples, part of that is being baptized in full immersion, in water, doing this, baptizing, and then he says to go forth teaching. And so we, I believe we've done a great job on the teaching side. I don't believe we've done a great job on the baptizing side, so we're going to line up with God's Word, and we're going to start doing that. Acts chapter 2, verse 37 and 38 say this. It says that, now, when they had heard this, now, this is a cool story. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit shows up The Pentecost, just chaos, breaking out in a good way. God is blowing that place up, doing his thing. Peter gets up. Preaches this message that is just incredible, and, 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 it's, and it's so important. We're going to talk about this next week. So important that you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life because Peter's life just changed dr- dramatically. Right. Couldn't stand up in front of a little schoolgirl by a campfire, but here he is standing before 3,000 preaching the Word of God because this baptism. I want, that's another story it's next week. Don't jump ahead, Pastor keep on rolling. But he said this. He said, after all is all said and done, he preaches and teaches Jesus to them. This is what happens. Now, when they heard this, verse 37, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to him, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk more about that next week. But, man, again, it's the first It's the first commandments. Jesus said it. His apostle backs it up and says it. He comes forth and brings this. And I believe it is a clear message. And so that it, as we, if we're believers in this room, we should be baptized in water full mercy. And I just feel like that's true. So the third thing is this. Um, from our statement of faith, is it is an outward sign to an inward faith. Okay, now. Now, now, listen, it is an outward sign of what has happened in you, okay? I'm going to make sure we get this. Colossians 2.12 says that we were buried with him in baptism, which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Now, I believe the key there is that it is a place of faith. I, I, we can dunk you and hold you down for about 30 minutes, Bring you back up and you still go to hell. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure we get that clear. Okay. Just make sure we're all agreement on that. It, it, again, it is not the act of it, it is all that happens because of that that brings you to that place and puts you in that position. Getting wet doesn't do it. Getting buried with Christ in baptism, getting buried with Jesus, coming to this place and, and uh, of, of accepting him and in faith, believing him, there are things that happen. But I, I believe because you walk in obedience to the commandment of God, supernatural things take place. And this is what happens. He says this. He even says in, in 1 Peter 3, 21, there is also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God through the resurrection of of jesus christ now what does that say it's saying that it's not the water it's not you going down if you have something on you and you come back up in that it doesn't matter i mean we can have you know uh calgon take me away soap in our baptistry and it can be nice and bubbly and some clean stuff and bring you down and come back up and you smell so fresh but you still stink on the inside if you didn't accept Jesus and, and receive that gift through faith. So, again, but because of we receiving Christ through faith, as a result of that, we get in the water and we say, Calgon, take me away, baby. Just do this. I'm going to go to this place and do this. I, I believe it's even strongly connected to kind of what happens with what I have on my finger. Now, on my finger is that I, I, I wear a wedding ring. Now, next week, I'm going to be celebrating 19 years of of marriage with my beautiful good-looking wife that's sitting right there on the front row. Yes, I'm married up. I know that. It's called grace. But um I, I, I this I could wear this all day long. And and because I'm wearing that again, that is not what means I'm married. Right. Even we even say with this ring, God they wed? Hey, well, you you can have a marriage without a ceremony, without a ring and you still gonna be married. So it is not that, but here's the deal. I want the, those that I come in contact with, that I come around, to show as a sign and as a symbol to what has happened in my life on April 4th, 1992, when I said I do to this beautiful woman. I want people to know that. And so, uh, and so here's the place. If if I'm if I'm, I'm at, at a place in my life and 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 I'm coming and I kind of see somebody and there's a, there's a, there's this pretty woman and I try to take my ring off. My wife just said, "I will cut you, I will kill you and if you do that but, 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 but what what if what if we you know now first of all here, here's what I think about this. There's a lot a lot of places I can go and this is not a relationship series we'll, we, we preach those but, but there's a whole lot to this. First of all, I can take this off and, and, and but I'm still married. But the seriousness is if if I take this off, did I really take the covenant vows, serious, that I made with my wife? If I can do this and try to hide this and cover up the suntan ring that, that you know that you get on your pocket, doing that. First of all guys, if you're doing that, or ladies, if you're doing that, you need to repent. Amen. Seriously, that's just wrong. Wear that thing with pride. When somebody comes up and tries bus to bust a move on you, say, uh, "I can't talk to you, I'm married, whatever it is you got to do, just do. It. You're a married for so, just again. Remember, it's a symbol. So But again, because I wear this. And I wear this because I made a covenant with her. I cut co- with my wife. I am one with her. And I believe that through that, this signifies this. And, and this shows the fact that, that I am married to this woman through this. And this is a part of that that takes place. I believe that this is very similar to what happens to the covenant. It's because of the vows that we make to God. The covenant that we make to him, that we show this. And our very next thing is that this is a statement to the world. This is a statement to the world. Here's my thoughts on this. If you get saved and you say, well, I really don't want to get baptized, I will somehow question whether or not you got saved. Please hang in there with me. Don't take that... Well, I take it exactly like I said it. Just go ahead and just take it exactly the way I said it. Because here's the deal. If you can't identify with Christ through this, if you can't come up before the people that, that you worship with, <clears throat> that, that are a part of your life, and, and before them be baptized, are you really going to walk around out there and serve Jesus outside these doors? Come on. You're going to be like, <clears throat> you're going to take that thing off, you're going to put it in your pocket. And then on Sunday morning, you're going to come in here and you go going to put your ring on and you go going to walk around and let everybody know I'm a Cray. How great <laughs> is I, God? Come on, sing with me. And then on Monday morning, you go going to say, God, who? <laughs> but as a statement to the world, And when we do this, and we're going to have this, I'm so jacked up, if you can't tell, about the first baptism that takes place, and about every other one that takes place from that after their I'm so pumped. And this is how I want baptism to happen. I want you to use every means necessary to make a statement to the world that this happened in my life on this date. I want you to Twitter, Facebook, email, stand up on the lunchroom table, guys, well in the courtyard, not in lunchroom to have you might get you know, but just I want you to make that I'm doing this because Acts two forty one says this. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. Amen. I believe when you receive his word, I believe the next step that you're gonna I believe you'll do this is I believe that she'll be baptized, and that day three thousand souls are added to them. That's time. And, and and God's shown this to me. This is I'm I'm just telling you, man. I I I I mean I just I get with him and he, he just messes with me so much sometimes. I've seen this. I, I I can see some of you guys, and and this is this is what gets me up sometimes in the morning. I've seen some of you guys going down and identifying with Christ through this thing, and some of your unsaved. Family members and friends that have no clue. They're like the Ethiopian just going through emotion, but don't have a clue. They're going to come here, see you, hear us talk about Jesus, and then we're going to get the privilege and opportunity to dunk them, bring them in, line them up, welcome them to the family of God, and the kingdom of God is going to keep being added to because we're walking in obedience to that word right there. Amen. Amen. And I, I do think this. As a Christian, if you've received this, I think you should come out of the closet. I'll just leave it there. Everybody else is. We should be the first ones out, kicking the door out, showing them, man, hey, we love this Jesus, and so it's cool. Number five, last thing I'm hurrying is this: that the believer we believe this is a statement to the world that we we do this. We believe that the believer has died, put away the old way of life, and has been raised to a new way of life. In Christ, Hallelujah. wow! <laughs> that first word there, for the believer, okay. And again, we understand what belief is around here. We've talked about that. It, belief is a commitment, okay? So I think King King James himself kind of messed that one up just a little bit when he said "belief." So much more to that. When when it is a commitment to this Christ, and that's what he was he was asking this Ethiopian. You you want to commit to this? Yeah, I do. I believe the Son of God. I believe. I commit. So, as a believer, we do that. It's the reason we don't do this. It's the reason we don't do infant baptism. And, uh, and so you'll understand that. Uh, Time. there's a whole lot to kind of study in this. So do this for me this week. This is your homework. I'm usually give you homework. But read Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 12. Read those and kind of let this begin to set in you and really let this word get in you because it's just a big deal because of what happens. But... As a matter of fact, go there real quick. Oh my goodness, this is too good to not read a little bit of. All right, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Uh, verse three says, "Do you not know that as many as of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? Therefore, we were buried with Him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also shall walk in newness of life." For if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, see that. He's trying to make the picture of what happens. You're, again, you're showing what took place in you. That as the same way that Christ did this. Christ went in the tomb one way, came out another. He went in the the, the son of Mary. He come out the son of God. He went in with brown hair, brown eyes, brown skin. He come out with white hair, red eyes, flaming. I mean, and everything began to change. He went in this way, and he come back a new man, and they even ran into him. Disciples who were saying what? Talking to him and didn't even recognize him. Oh, man, we're about to get into something. Didn't even recognize him. I, 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 I believe this is going to take place. God's going to do some things, and I believe that as we baptize some people that because of obedience to his words, not the water, that because we do this, some of these people are going to go down one way, they're going to come up another. I'm just telling you, and because it's his word. I believe that when I lay hands on you with oil and pray over you. I believe that when I put money in the, in the bag. I believe that when we do this the same way, because God said to do this, I believe there's something supernatural connected to it, that God does these amazing things. And it says this, it says in verse 6, knowing this, our old man was crucified with him. The body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of that thing. we should no longer be slaves of that thing for he who has died has been freed from sin i think the problem with a lot of us we ain't willing to die but they were freed from sin the children of israel have been in bondage for 400 years the the, the egyptians had had them captive and been 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 beating them and been making them serve they were a slave to sin, but God did this. He brought them out of this. He took them out of the land of bondage. Was taking them into a place of promise, and it's amazing to me. The first thing they do, and I believe the God's word I'm telling you, man, we we're talking about prophecy, some of the things that's in this word, and how big this thing is. We we're talking about this Wednesday night. I believe this is this is just one of those things that's just amazing to think about. The first thing He does is He brings them up to water. He brings them up to this water, and, and he puts them right before this, and then they're faced with a decision whether they're going to walk into this thing or not. Now, I'm, I'm finishing with this, but think on this for a moment. The, the very thing that had done this, had let them go, was the very thing that was chasing them. For some reason they thought they had they they had to let them go, but for some reason they thought they could still chase them. Some of the things that God set you free from in this room today are chasing you. And you allowing that thing to come after you, and you allowing that thing to keep on uh, pursuing you and chasing after you instead of you doing what you need to do and walking in obedience to God's word and letting, and, and realizing that thing's got to die. But they're they're faced with this. So just see this for a moment. They're faced with a decision on whether or not they're going to move through this water. And if, you, if you've ever read the story, it's really cool. It's a neat story. You know, we know that he that Moses holds up the rod and the waters part. And the Bible says that the waters were all around them. <laughs> so again, it's showing you. This. I, I, again, my mind's just been going nuts with this word. That, that it is not just the water. Because the Bible says they walk forth and dry on dry ground. But they pass through the water. And I can see this. I, I think Charleston Hesson and those guys did a pretty good job back in the day. And, you know, as best the technology has had. And you see the water kind of. It's on both sides. And those guys are passing through it. They come out on the other side. And on the other side, the thing that had been chasing them, that thought it had some right to continue to pursue them, it went through the water too. But it drowned that day. It died that day. That day, it didn't come out of the water. And the very thing that was pursuing them and chasing them was left behind. And I believe this with everything that's within me. Because God said to do this, I believe it as we walk in obedience to this. I believe we're going to drown some things. There's going to be some things die. Our flesh has got to die. And I believe through that, we're going to be raised forth with a newness of Christ. And, and, oh man, just so much more. But Jesus was baptized. Gary, come on up. Jesus was baptized. And and now listen, he was God. Remember, he was God in his flesh that came. He was baptized because of this. It said that he never said or never did anything if his father didn't tell him or show him to do it. We talked a little bit about this Wednesday night, and, and, you know, you can get into some very deep stuff. And I believe that Jesus did do this as an intercessory act that all righteousness may be fulfilled. And there's a lot of deep stuff to it that's good that I believe is true. But I believe Jesus was baptized because his father said, you need to get baptized. Remember, he didn't do it or say anything if his father didn't tell him to do it. And I believe he showed the example to us. And this is what's awesome. You see this take place. It is in that moment. It is in that very place of baptism when he comes up out of the water that his public ministry begins. It's in that place. It's in that time that it begins. And I love this. The Bible says that when he comes up out of the water, John baptizes her. He brings him up. Heavens open up and a a voice from heaven speaks. And he said this. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. He hadn't done anything yet. He hadn't hadn't died on the cross yet. He hadn't done the miracles. First thing, and I believe this is why we do this as believers, if we we believe God's word and as a newness of Christ, if we've experienced that, I want you to know this. I believe the same way God speaks to our hearts. He said, you're my beloved son. You're my daughter. I'm well pleased in you simply because of this, your obedience unto me. Wow. You mean I got to start, I got to get everything together. I got to try to work out my junk. I got to get, no. If you come to Christ and you accept him through this, in obedience to his word, as a believer, I believe supernatural things will begin to happen in your life. I really feel that with all my heart. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say this. Pastor, you said saying if I'm in this room, if I'm a Christian, if I haven't been baptized, are you saying I should get baptized now? Yes. I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We've done this. Out there in the hospitality room, there is a uh, sign-up sheet that I want you to do this today. If you're a believer... You've accepted Christ, and you're a believer. I want you to sign up for our baptism service when it takes place. It's going to happen, I believe, real soon. And I, 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 I just I feel so strong about the, the walking into obedience because I've done this. And again, remember, God chastens those he loves. I send out a letter every week. If a first-time guest comes to this church, I try to reach out to them. Let them just know we just love them. And on that letter, I do this. As a church faith renewed desires to make Jesus known and fulfill the great commission of Jesus Christ and God hit me with that and said you know something you're not doing that Hold on, God we're getting up there we preaching and worshiping and we love. you're not fulfilling the great commission I said to baptize him. so for you guys know that over the past couple of weeks I've been talking about this I want our ushers to get ready to do this today we're getting ready to receive the tithe and we're getting ready to receive the offering and it's a different time and we normally would do this, and I want them to come on down and stand before us today. And we're going to just get ready to wait on you guys. But I want you to do this today. I said this, and after today, you're not going to hear me ask for another offering on, on the baptistry of this church. Not going to mention it anymore. You're not going to hear me about it. We're going to—I I, believe—we're going to do this tomorrow morning. I'm going to call and order a baptistry. There's—there's there's really no reason. That you know, if, if you know that if we say God, we you know He speaks to our hearts and He said we need to do this. We just need to do it. So this is what we're going to do. If you're in this place, if you can give a nickel, put a nickel in there towards this today, because we're going to sow into this thing today and we're going to we're going to pay this thing off. Is it okay with you when we go over that amount? Can we put that toward the greater things? Is that all right with y'all? Okay, just one minute, because I believe that's what's going to happen. But as we do this today, I want you, I want every person in this room, if, you, if you're here and you don't ain't got a job, borrow a nickel from somebody. And I want you to sow in this thing today. And I want you to do this. I want you to put it in there. Some of you have been praying for lost loved ones. I just want you to believe. I ain't trying to get all cra- I believe there's something supernatural connected to it. And the natural act of your obedience because God has spoken to some of you. Some of you, he said to go ahead and do this and pay this amount, give this towards this. Let's pay this thing off. Let's get this done. But as you do that, if you have a lost family member, I want you to, literally, can I see this, Aaron? Thank you. I want you to do this. As you put that in, I want you just to visualize. Vision's important. It's important to have a vision as a pastor. I want you to see them going into the waters of baptism. And I want you to see their life being changed. And, and today, it, thank you guys who give so faith for this church, your tithe, and all that. We'll receive all that together right now. This is just going to be one offer. I'm not a two or three offering kind of guy. Just don't do all that. Just don't do it but just today as you give today I want you to believe for this and as, after this service is, we dismiss in just a few moments if you've never been baptized I encourage you today to go to our hospitality room sign up and when we get ready somebody's throwing nickels already guys alright I should have said like a hundred dollar bill I want everybody to, to walk in a great put a hundred dollar bill in this thing whatever it is. but just today as we give y'all see why this is so burning in me now Does it make sense? Sometimes as a pastor, I want to make sure it makes sense. I hope this makes sense today. But God, today as we give to you, we thank you that supernatural things happen as our natural acts of obedience towards you. God, as we place the tithe and we place the offering, and today as we sow and as we meet this need toward this baptism for this church, God, I thank you that supernatural things are going to happen, God. I thank you for all those who have come to know Christ through this church and through the gospel message of love that's being preached here of grace. I thank you for that, God. Now I thank you, Lord, for speaking clearly to us and that we should become public with our faith. We should take the next step of obedience in this area of our life, God. And God, I thank you that supernatural things happen, Father, as a result. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Uh, just, just wait on the congregation if you would. Can we sing? Here I am to worship.